It is very possible that you are the type of person who doesn't really pay attention to when podcast episodes drop. You just listen to them when you have a second, when you open up your podcast app and you just look at whatever is new and that's where you start. That's the kind of listener that I am. I don't pay a lot of attention to when new episodes drop. I just listen when I'm able to listen to the podcasts that are there. If you are not like that, if you're the type of person who knows or notices when new episodes drop, first of all, thank you. The world needs people like you. You're wonderful. And second of all, then you would have noticed that this is an episode when I don't usually have episodes. I usually drop episodes of Take It Personally twice a month on Thursdays, every other week. And that is not today. And that's because we are entering a two-week, what I am calling podcast blitz, (laughs) as part of my launch of the next round of Rebrand. Rebrand is my group coaching program for photographers. It is specifically designed for established photographers who want to pivot into personal brand photography and create a business that really feels like them. It starts on April 1st, so we are currently enrolling. And I am really excited over these next couple of days on the podcast to talk more about my journey with personal branding, with personal brand photography, and the rebrand method, which is a curriculum essentially that I use to design rebrand, the rebrand method that I use inside of the program called rebrand. We love we love a brand, right? That's what it comes down to. Over the next two weeks, I would love if you could join me for a few additional episodes. These episodes are going to be a little bit shorter than what you're used to. Allegedly, hopefully I'm long-winded. So my goal is for them to be like short episodes as part of this blitz. And I'm going to be talking about how I got started with personal brand photography, what that journey has looked like, and different ways to grow your own personal brand. An area where personal brand photographers struggle when they're first making the pivot is that as personal brand photographers, we are asking our clients to show up, to invest in themselves, to bring more of themselves into their brand and into their social media. But it's really hard to do that. And it's really hard for us to do that. And so we're asking this of our clients, but we're not actually doing those things. And so it becomes confusing to a client when you're saying like, you need to show up and you need to schedule the photo shoot and you need to be confident online. If the client is hearing those things, but they're not seeing those things, that kind of brand embodiment, and they're not witnessing that, it becomes a bit confusing. And that is essentially where rebrand was created from. How do we start creating these personal brands that feel like an extension of us, that feel easy, that feel free, and also start offering a type of photography that brings with it a lot of ease and a lot of freedom. So I'm really excited to explore that over the next couple of weeks. And if you are not a personal brand photographer or a photographer or a photographer interested in personal branding, whatever, there are still going to be nuggets in here for you. This is still the process that I take all of my clients through. So this is something that can benefit you if you want to grow a personal brand 
period. And to be honest, I think everyone could benefit from understanding how to grow a personal brand, whether you have a team, whether you're introverted, whatever that looks like. Personal branding is where connection lies and business is all about connection and relationships. So if you're not a photographer, I hope that you'll stick around because there's lots of good stuff to come. This episode is all about my transition into personal brand photography. And I was going back and looking at old episodes and I realized I never talked about this, which is kind of insane because it's such a turning point of my business, but I've never really shared this story. So for those of you that don't know, I've been a photographer for about 10 years. The start date is like a little fluid because I was working a day job. I worked a day job up until about five years ago. And so I was doing photography as a side hustle starting in college. And then once I graduated college, it was something that I continued doing mostly as a backup plan because I love a backup plan. I was honestly terrified that I wasn't going to be able to find a job. No one would want to hire me. And so I thought, well, I can make like $100 every time I go shoot a session. So there's that. I had so much to learn, but it served me really, really well. And then I also, while I was growing this business and kind of figuring out and honestly, like literally learning how to run a camera, you should see the first photos that I took. Like I was not the person who was talented right away. (laughs) I don't know if any of us are, but I sucked. Like I was bad. I feel like the people who were generous enough to pay me in the beginning or even just be in front of my camera in the beginning and not pay me, I feel like I owe them money because it was not great. So I've come a long way. During that time, I always had a day job. So my first job was actually doing social media for Blue Bunny ice cream, and it was a total dream job. I learned so much in that job. I worked with a really excellent team. It was just fantastic. And that's where a lot of my love for social media and digital marketing and all of those things kind of started. After I worked there for about two years, my husband and I decided we wanted to move back to South Dakota, get a little bit closer to family. And Sioux Falls was the area that was kind of calling to us. We thought that's close enough to where we we both had family, but not too close. Like this will be perfect. And in the process of moving to Sioux Falls, both my mom and Jeff said to me at different times, you're not going to try and do this photography thing full time, right? Because there's a lot of photographers in Sioux Falls. And to be honest with you, I was in no position to make that work at that time. I wasn't making enough money. I wasn't, I didn't have enough of a brand. Like it would have been much more difficult to do that at that time. But I'm just like stubborn enough and I want to prove people wrong that there was this voice in the back of my head that was like, okay, just watch me. Hold on. Hold on. We moved to Sioux Falls. I get a job that I really wanted at a really cool agency in town. So I went from working in-house to working for an agency. My coworkers were my age, younger. When I was at Blue Bunny, I was one of the youngest people on the team which was fine, but it's just a totally different environment, right? Like going from corporate where you're with people who have been in the business, in the industry for five, 10, 15, 20 years to an agency where a lot of people are right out of school. And I loved that. It was just, it was high energy. We had really fun clients, a lot of local brands. And it was, in my opinion, and it still kind of is, one of like the best places in town to work. I have a lot of respect for this company. And so I was super thrilled to get a job there. And all the while that I'm at this day job, I'm working on my side hustle. And I was at that day job for three years. 
And toward probably the last year, I felt a pull to not even quit my job, but just to figure out what the hell I wanted. We had had two babies at that point. I was working basically two jobs. I had grown my business to be, I wasn't six figures yet, but I was pretty close. I want to say I was making like close to 80 or $90,000 a year in my side hustle. So like I was busting my ass and some of that was due to really strategic pricing and all, you know, all of that. But I was working a lot, a lot. And I just felt like I was burning the candle in all the different directions. It was exhausting. And I started to get this feeling like I am not doing a good job in any part of my life right now because... I'm trying so hard to be everything to everyone. I'm trying to be the really awesome coworker and employee and the really great business owner and the really great mom and the really great wife. And it just felt like I couldn't do any of it well. So I knew that I needed to make a choice and it felt like I, I couldn't just leave this business that I had built because at that point... I had worked really hard on establishing a brand. We'll talk over the next couple of days about how I did that, but I was really focused on branding. I don't even know if at the time I could say that that's what I was doing, but looking back, like that's what I was doing. I was building a brand and it felt like I had to see it through, you know, like see what happened. And so I gave my two weeks notice, which ended up being six weeks, which was really, really great. I went in. I'm such like a doomsday prepper when I do anything. First of all, I made myself physically ill before I talked to my boss, which is ridiculous because all the people I worked with were literally the best. And they were so excited for me. And I think multiple people said, I'm so proud of you. I'm like crying. <laughs> like I, you know, I went in and Jeff's like, what do you think they're going to do? Like tell you to leave? I'm like, maybe like, no, of, of course I didn't think that, but you just kind of expect the worst. And so that's what I did. I went in being like, okay, if they tell me like, I need to leave right now, I need to be okay with that. I need to be okay with what's in my savings account right now. But I offered if they wanted me to stay on to kind of help train a new person, that I would do that. And they took me up on it. So it was a really great transition. It was challenging to keep my head in the game when I was excited about what was coming next, but it was really important to me to leave on a good note. And I still continue to have really great relationships with those people. They're a client of mine they're just, they're the best humans. So I'm glad that that ended how it did. But after those six weeks, I, my last day was a Thursday and I will never forget it. I, we went out for drinks afterward, all my coworkers, and then Jeff and I went to have dinner. And the next Friday, the kids went to daycare and I just like <laughs> drove around. Like I just ran errands and I was like, oh my God, this is my life now. This is crazy. And Saturday, the next day, we left on vacation. We had a week-long vacation at the lake, came back, and I was a full-time business owner. It felt absolutely insane. Perhaps that's more context than you need, but all of that to say, when I left my job, I was a wedding photographer, and I knew that wedding photography was not my end game. I was very grateful to wedding photography because it allowed me to leave my job to like to be in a position where I could say I'm booked for the next six months to a year. I'm really happy with where my savings account is at. Like, again, we were doomsday prepping over here. So it allowed me to do that and not worry about like paying the bills or getting food on the table. So I, I was very thankful to wedding photography. But I never set out to be a wedding photographer. In fact, I feel like I 
was kind of floundering when it came to my thing. Like for a while it was senior photography and then it was, well, gosh, no, how did it start? Family photography, children, and then senior photography, and then couples, but never weddings, (laughs) and then weddings. (laughs) Something that I was noticing when I was shooting these weddings is that one of my favorite parts of the day was actually the beginning of the day before I was really working with the couple. Obviously, I mean, I'm not insane. The photos that I would get of the couple were always like my favorite, favorite part of the day. But one of the parts that I loved so much was the early morning when everyone is just kind of arriving and all the vendors are getting ready. So the event planner is there setting up and the florist is there and the event venue coordinator, all of those people are just kind of getting things in place. And I loved the energy of that. I loved like talking shop with these people. It felt like I had coworkers again, like we were all kind of part of a team on this wedding day. And I started taking photos for these vendors and then sharing with them those images so they could use them in their marketing. I didn't charge for these images. I would just send them as soon as I could after the wedding so they could show their hard work to the world. Maybe it was them putting together like a tablescape. Maybe it was a photo of a stationary set that I sent to the graphic designer afterward. But I was finding that that was like my favorite thing when it came to weddings was the connection that I was making with other people at the wedding, like other business owners. And delivering those photos gave me such a sense of joy and purpose because I knew that if used properly, those images had the power to make people money in their business. Like they had the power to change things. And I was like, that's awesome. Like that's more than just pretty photos. I always say brand photography is pretty with a purpose. Like, yeah, the images are pretty, but they have, they're serving a purpose. And that as a creative who hated art class, that just felt really good for my personality, like pretty with a purpose. I had no idea that this was called brand photography, not a clue, but it got me just curious enough, I guess. And then around the same time, I started sharing more photos of myself on social media. So I would set up a camera on a tripod or my favorite, I would use my husband tripod, which is where you get all the settings right. And then you hand the camera to your husband and you say, don't F this up. (laughs) Jeff loved it. I did a lot of that. And I would just start to use those photos in my marketing and my social media. So I was sharing photos that I was shooting, but I was also sharing me what I look like, what you can expect when you work with me, sharing my personality. And other creatives started to notice. And it started with photographers. Sioux Falls has a really great photography community. And a lot of that's who a lot of my friends were. And so they started asking me like, hey, Maddie, can you take photos like that for me? And I did. And it was awesome. I loved it. It was so much fun and so rewarding. And I like never wanted those sessions to end and I would always get home after and be like, oh, I could do this next time or this could have gone better. Or it was like an exciting kind of refinement that was happening every time. I just had more excitement around it that I then I had found with other areas of photography. And again, I didn't know what that was called. I didn't know that that was brand photography, but I knew that there was something there. At some point, I must have realized that brand photography could be this, right? Could be this, what I now call personal brand photography, where its focus is on the 
face of the business essentially. And I started to do more of that and advertise more of that. I also worked for a while with the children's pajama company who I've talked about on the podcast before. And that was a really big like confidence booster and just catalyst into booking more brand shoots it required me to use a lot of models. And when I was working with models who were just people in my community, like kids and moms, they would ask about like what I was doing and what I was specializing in. And so I think that kind of helped grow my brand as well. So once I realized that this was a thing, that brand photography was something that I could do, I started to think through, okay, how do I make this work so I can still have a six-figure business, so I can scale my business, so I can still hit all of these goals? Because it felt pretty far-fetched at the time to believe that I could make what I referred to to my business coach as quote-unquote wedding money, that I could make wedding money without shooting weddings, right? That I could have a six-figure business, that I could charge four figures plus every time I left the house for a brand shoot. Like, of course you can charge $3,000 or $5,000 or whatever for a wedding, but can you charge that for brand photography? Yes, you can. Hello, is this thing on? Yes, you can. (laughs) You can charge that for brand photography, but it just felt really out of bounds. And so that was essentially like the, the pivot and how I got started with brand photography. And then it was a couple of years of figuring out, okay, how do I make this work to have the kind of business and smash the goals that I set for myself because I am ambitious and I'm an achiever and I want to do something really well and really high touch. I want to be great at it and I want to charge prices that reflect that. I started shooting brand photography in 2018 and late 2021 was when I shot my last wedding. So it wasn't a hard stopping point of I'm done shooting everything else and I'm only going to do brands. It was a I mean, that's not a ton of time, but at the time it felt like it was a bit of a slow burn, a slow pivot. As someone who I've talked about niching a lot on, on the podcast, as someone who is basically always terrified to niche more, even though I know that my business grows every time I niche, the slow burn was exactly what I needed because it built my confidence. It I essentially was proving every single day I can have a business and only shoot this one thing. So now that's what my business is. My photography business is only brand photography. I don't do weddings. I don't do families. I don't even do like my friends' family sessions anymore. Any paid work is just brand photography. And I love it. I have found so much freedom in this niche. One of the biggest reasons why I knew that wedding photography wasn't going to be my end-all be-all was because it's nights and weekends. And I am a straight-up princess about my nights and weekends. You want to see me get resentful? Ask me to commit to something on a weekend or an evening that I don't want to commit to. (laughs) I just simply cannot. And I think it's because I spent so many years doing the side hustle thing. So my nights and weekends were someone else's. Like I would work for someone during the day and then I would come home at night and work for my clients and I would leave on the weekends and work for my clients. I don't regret that phase of my business. I think that there is a time and a place for hustle and that was it. I also don't want to do that for the rest of my life. With brand photography, the fact that I can make six plus figures and work during the day 
and during the week. And for people who really value what I do and how I'm impacting their bottom line, it's a literal dream job. Like anytime that I pick up my camera, I'm basically pinching myself that this is my job. It's amazing. I'm pretty passionate about this topic because I said this was gonna be a short episode and it's 22 minutes, I'm sorry. Hopefully that was a good story time. I'm really excited to keep chatting about this. Tomorrow we're gonna talk all about how to build an authentic personal brand. And then we're gonna break down what that looks like over the days following that episode. So I hope that you join me for the next couple of weeks here as we go through a bit of a podcast blitz as I get ready to launch the second round of my program, Rebrand, for photographers who are looking to pivot into brand photography. Like I said, there's still going to be a ton of gems in here, even if you're not a photographer. So I hope you stick around. Thanks for listening. Attention established photographers. Does this sound like you? You've been doing this for a hot minute and you've got a calendar full of portraits and weddings to show for it, but you don't feel fulfilled by the work you're doing or the hours you're doing it in. You love photography, but damn, this industry can feel so overwhelming. You're beginning to realize why so many of your photog friends, and maybe you too, feel so burnt out all the time. You're trying to build a unique business, but it feels like everyone is doing a version of the same thing, and it's easy to get caught up in the comparison trap. You know you need to raise your prices, but that feels terrifying, not to mention just one piece of the puzzle. What if I told you I could help? I am so excited to be running the second cohort of my group coaching program, Rebrand, a 16-week group coaching experience for photographers who desire to offer brand photography so they can scale their income, work better hours, and run a business that feels like them. If you're a photographer who wants to embody your brand in a way that attracts dream clients, stop looking to other businesses to decide what comes next for yours, grow your confidence so you can show up as a branding authority, build a successful business strategy that considers your goals and priorities, make your mark in a new underserved niche of photography, and stand out from competitors offering similar services for half the price, Rebrand is for you. Doors are now open for Rebrand and we start April 1st. I would love to see you inside. Go to maddiepashung.com slash rebrand for more information or to sign up for the cohort. That's maddiepashung.com slash rebrand.